Michael, I'm addicted to Horizon Zero Dawn. I knew you would be. Actually, I didn't know that you. It is it so much today. fun. Oh, we okay. Let's let's hold that for you guys. Keep doing. I just want to talk to you guys. Okay, Are we good, Jordan. <laughs> Fuck, we gotta cut that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> let's take it from the top. And a five, four, three, two. And welcome back to episode two of the Bald and the Beautiful podcast. Uh, here we have uh, with us today, Matt. Hello, I am the bald. And Michael. I am neither bald nor beautiful. Lies. Uh, and I am also not beautiful. Um, but I am <laughs> Jordan, uh, and I am the host and showrunner. Uh, so I'm going to try to keep things moving between these two uh, buckaroos. So, buckaroo. Buckaroo bonsai. Uh, <laughs> Buckle up, buckaroo. So how, how are you guys doing today? I was, Matt, we'll start with you. How have you been? Um, the long weekend was lovely. Yeah. Um, it's a great day to have off, to reflect. Um, but also we had, we had homework this weekend. So yesterday I got done with, uh, with some homework. I watched Akira and I played a new video game that Michael recommended and, uh, I stayed up till 5am. <laughs> nice. That's a, a 14 year old's, uh, dream weekend right there. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's In I, 20 I, years, young man, you can keep doing it. You can. <laughs> You, you never can't. have to stop. That's why they're so angry at us. They say that video games are a waste of time because they couldn't, you know, they didn't have it. They didn't have it like we did. We can play video that? games. Through, we can play video games the rest of our lives. Who says that? The people that yes. didn't grow up, like they grew up before the PS2 came out and the <clears> Xbox. They were already in college and they, they it passed them. They passed it. Mm, I, I don't know about that. I don't there's know. A lot of people, I, there's a lot of people that share the idea that Video games are a waste of time. It's very sad. My dad is 43 and has a PlayStation 4. That's going to be me. Yeah, that's going to be me. Yeah. Same. Exactly. Yeah. If that's I have saying. kids, that's I'm saying. Playing we with them. We don't have we to make those sacrifices. We can, yeah, we don't have to make those sacrifices. That's what I like. Not at all. So you had know. a good weekend then. You had a good weekend is what you're telling us. <clears throat> Amazing. Okay. Nice. Let's yeah. uh, prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Prove <laughs> it. Michael, was your was your weekend better? Uh, yeah, it was all right. I worked and I worked and I played some video games and then I worked. So pretty standard, but it was good. It was good. I see. Yes. And I had a little homework myself, which I completed. Um, yes. We've been talking about it for a long time now. Um, and I did it. I did it. What did you do, Michael? You know what I did. What did you do? Ladies and gentlemen, I saw Congo. Cue the oh. music. Oh. Cue the music. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> amazing. It was yes. amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I've been working on that. Um, and I've been working out. So. Did you get the diamonds? Did you get the diamonds? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I took some notes. Um, yes. I don't know if we want to jump into it yet, but um, you know, I'll let the host decide. 
Jordan, tell us how your weekend was, and let's jump right into Michael's review of Congo. We're going to jump right into that. Okay. Um, if you want, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm flexible. Yeah. I'm, I'd like I'm to hear about dying. Jordan's weekend. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a flexible showrunner. I am not. No, no, I'm saying after Jordan tells us about his weekend, then we I'm not right some sort that. of fascist dictator of the show. We can, we can do whatever, whatever the. Uh, so we're gonna do all right. Then we're gonna do. Jordan. Don't let him fool you, folks. He's, he's gonna tell us about his weekend. Then we're gonna go back to Michael. Oh yeah, I had a good weekend. Uh, mostly just stayed at home and slept a lot. Um, didn't really play any video games, but did watch uh, some assigned homework as well. Uh, I watched the movie Goodfellas for the first time. Had never seen it, so fantastic. Uh, we'll maybe get into that if we have enough time today. Um, we'll get into it. We'll try to get into everybody's, but yeah, I feel like Michael's is probably going to take take the cake here. Probably two hours or so. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're getting fresh takes, people. We've never seen these movies. These are fresh, fresh yeah. takes. Well, there, there's at least one person who hasn't seen each movie on, on our list. This right. Week. Yeah. Our homework we, is always new stuff. So we got Congo, Akira, and Goodfellas. So, I mean, we, let's just jump into jump into <laughs> Congo. So, Michael, I mean. <laughs> <clears throat> was, it, was it everything that we promised that it could be and more? I need a drink first before I get into this. So. Okay, yeah, go ahead. For bourbon. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys gave a pretty accurate uh, <laughs> description of what I was going to be getting myself into. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I have some questions for you guys. My first question is, uh, why? Just why? Well, why is it, why does this movie exist? Hollywood's a business, and after Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton was gold. If you want to adapt a novel to the screen, and it's, it's kind of like the the '90s rebirth of monster movies, you know, like I Jurassic guess. Park. Jurassic, you remember Jurassic Park? It, it enthralled people. Yeah, I wrote the script. So he. <laughs> He is, <laughs> he is pretty good with science fiction and trying to ground it in some sort of reality. Like oh, he, that was, this movie was grounded in reality? <laughs> I mean, if you told me to make a movie with those elements in it, it would be a little more fucking insane than <laughs> what he did. So he, like, he had, he had a, you know, a steady hand Michael. with the story. And, he, and, and that's the thing is, like, he, he wrote the book. He wrote the book. Right. He did he not wrote the have... book on it. Yeah, he did not. <laughs> he, he literally, he literally wrote the book on it. He did not really have like too big of a say in in the movie. I don't think. Um... But Michael, you argue with the grounded in reality. So the absence of evidence is not evidence. So unless they have found the lost city of Zinj or any kind of diamond mine protected by killer apes, unless they found it, you can't prove to me that it doesn't exist. That's fair and. <laughs> Uh, it also sounds like some fortune cookie wisdom bullshit, but yeah. <laughs> um, well, you will see many truths in your future, and the truth <laughs> is that Congo will go down as one of your favorite movies. You will watch it again, and you will start to appreciate it more and more each time you watch it. It is one of those movies. You might not watch it again. It, uh, no. Turn, I would imagine you'll turn it on when you are going to you you know the movie you'll be like yeah, I'll turn it on when I go to bed <laughs> hey, like this is a shitty movie I'll turn it on whatever and then you will wake up in the middle of the night with 
screaming gorillas in your face. And that already happens to me, but... Um, <laughs> what did I'm you think about the laser? And just lasers, <laughs> lasers roll in the movie. I mean, were you aware that... I wasn't aware that lasers played such a pivotal role in satellite communication. Uh, I, I wasn't aware of that either. And I, um, when Laura Linney uh, started using it as a um, weapon, that's what really, you know, spoke to me. Well, he did it in the beginning. Bruce Campbell. Oh, well, uh, that's right. Yeah. I guess <laughs> I, I must fucking, have fucking missed fucking that. Bruce, fucking Bruce Campbell is in this movie. <laughs> Like, oh, the is he is he Charles? In, yeah. He's Charles. Yeah. Okay. I just picked up right where I left off on the stream, so yeah, I forgot about that part. But um, I do remember his uh, <laughs> his lovely uh, scream in terror as he saw oh, yeah. his uh, his maker. Uh, the the gorilla is not his maker, but you get what I mean. <laughs> but, yeah, um, shared ancestor. Shared ancestor. Yeah. But um, sure. first first things first. Uh, the cast. Um, my man from uh, Home Alone Two, Tim Curry. Wow. Yep. Um, how about that yep. accent, folks? How about <laughs> that accent? Romanian philanthropist. Uh, I forgot his name, but uh, Perkama Hamoka. Wow, that sounds like a fucked up coffee from Starbucks. Jordan, you say it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I get a tall Herkama Hamoka? Herkama. Herkima Jordan and I have a really good prequel idea for Congo starring Herkima Homoka and finding yeah. out how he got to that very moment. <laughs> you know, when I saw Tim Curry, um, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was right after the scene where Amy the ape uh, decides to speak. And uh, all I could think of was, you know, Amy the ape going, get down on your knees and tell me you love me. <laughs> you know uh and then yeah tim curry and his store Romanian wouldn't accent. take your stolen oh. credit card <laughs> we love you <laughs> how about how about stuart parkin from uh honey we shrunk ourselves fame uh the other the other Zelensky in that the fat dad <laughs> he's in the audience for like one line says oh it's like mr ed Oh my God, that did happen. <laughs> he's there for that one joke, and then he's not in the movie for the rest of the entire Did, did you just reference the third Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie? Honey, We Shrunk yeah. Ourselves? Yeah. I only That's saw the main one, movie. isn't it? We just watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids like a day ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, it Wayne, is it Wayne Zielinski? Yeah, or, I'll or watch Gordon, all of them. Or, or Gordon Zielinski. I think it's Wayne. Gordon. It's I think, Wayne. No, I think he plays Gordon Zielinski. Oh, the brother? Yeah. Dude, I don't even remember. I need to watch that movie again. So yeah, he he's in that scene when they're all in the theater and revealing that. <laughs> Dude, I, well, you know what I thought? How fucked up would it be? So they show a video of a of just a man using that and doing sign language and hearing his voice for the first time, and like his reaction, first of all, is super corny and awful. Um, <laughs> and, and then <clears throat> and then <laughs> they bring Amy out and she has her own voice and hears her own her own voice and so somebody had to program that but peter. what if the, hello peter hello peter <laughs> but, but hello what, peter but what if the what if they just kept it that man's voice oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> hello, peter. then this movie would have absolutely zero charm <laughs> ugly woman Ugly. ugly. Oh my god. Ugly. See, that's that's ugly. in my notes. Ugly. I have Carrie <laughs> Ross, Laura Lenny, quote, ugly. 
ellipses woman and uh as a joke i wrote haha i'm inclined to agree but <laughs> anyways um i don't know something about i don't, I don't really like laura linney all that much uh i i you take I, that back i you like take that back, i like season of one bitch. of uh ozark uh, i've even seen it i've even seen that but you oh take that dude back. she jordan you, you need to watch of the year Jordan, you gotta watch Ozark. Laura Linney is just the king. She she the is queen. she is pretty great in it. I will say that. But, she runs uh, shit for three seasons. It's great. I do kind of want to watch that show. Season one, but don't uh, bug me too much, or I won't watch it. That's fair. Jordan that. Jordan has an issue with when people ask him to watch something. Well, I think we went over this in the last episode, but he just we won't fucking it. do it. We he just won't fucking do it. <laughs> it's like Game of Thrones and the MCU. But here's what I'll say, Jordan: at well, the Emmys last year for Best Director. <laughs> Game of Thrones, it was their last season. Everybody thought they were going to win just by default. Mm-hmm. And they lost to uh, J- uh, Jason Bateman. And he's sitting, there at the Emmy- he's sitting there at the Emmy. He's like, really? <laughs> I'd be surprised too, but... I Fucking mean, priceless. Wait, so Jason Bateman like, has a huge hand in the show. He's not just in it. Director and lead. producer. Yeah. Director, right. producer, lead. Yeah. Show. Oh, okay. So yeah. this, is, this is his true detective. Mm-hmm. All right, I will watch that. I will watch it based on that recommendation. It's, yeah, it's great. Like He's it doesn't, great. it doesn't like take a while to set up. They go right, they go right at your face. It's awesome. So, Michael, what are the, what are the notes? What are the notes you got there? All on, right, on I old, have some on the old can go. <laughs> I have some uh, miscellaneous thoughts. Uh, these were just popping into my head as I was watching. Uh, so when Amy, or, well, when they were all in the uh, helicopter. Who's can Amy again? To, can you refer Wait. to her as Amy, Amy the Talking Gorilla? Amy the Talking Gorilla. <laughs> Thank you. Um, she, I'm not sure what was going on with her, but she, uh, her friend, her, what is it? Her like companion? What? I don't, that dude. Uh, I can never fucking remember his name either. It's Dr. Peter he's Doyle. in a bunch of stuff. I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff. I just never know this guy's name. But yeah, anyways, uh, he hands... Amy the talking gorilla a martini and my god does she rip it like a shot <laughs> and then um later on Dr. Um, Peter Elliot yep. Dr. Peter Elliot thank you I was trying to think I was like how do we not know his name that's so bad the uh the other guy because uh, fuck that guy <laughs> irresponsible irresponsible fuck that guy and he also doesn't yeah. play any part in the movie he really doesn't. He could just not be there in the movie no, he, you know what he is he's the he's, uh, just, he's like the wet rag <laughs> that's always telling people don't go <laughs> don't go down there don't do you, you sure we should do that i don't know if you should go down there um but yeah and then um that other guy uh ernie something the, the actor's name is ernie hudson yeah yes um, so he's he's smoking a cigar i'm not gonna lie i thought it was a blunt <laughs> and um so he so amy the talking gorilla <laughs> rips that martini and then grabs <laughs> What I thought was a blunt, and I'm like, dude, this is like an alcoholic drug addict ape. <laughs> what is this movie? Heading to the Congo to corrupt to innocent apes. I just want to protect diamonds. <laughs> I was so confused. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, that that just fucking happened. Um, and my <laughs> next miscellaneous thought was Ralph Cifaretto. Eddie Ventro. Eddie Ventro. <laughs> yep. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen Sopranos, then fuck you. But uh, there's a very interesting character named Ralph Cifaretto in that show. The actor, Matt, could, Matt and Jordan, could you repeat his name, please? Joe Pantoliano. Joey Pants. Joey Pants. Yeah, Joey Pants. 
he has a well rather small role i don't know he's not I, he's he, not even credited he provides so much exposition in his short little time on screen he tells you so much that's fucking going he on tells you the ending like, of the movie yeah pretty much he, um, he says he says there's a uh, there's a balloon in there do you need that <laughs> Dude, he does yep. Oh my god, that fucking balloon! <laughs> they foreshadowed it with the guy who's not even credited in the movie. Like Jordan, Jordan called me one day. He goes, "Did you know that Joey Pants isn't even credited in this fucking movie? Like what? he was in the movie for like ten minutes." Yeah, I was so confused, but you know, I was I was looking at my phone just for a split second, and then I heard his voice, and I just was like, <laughs> I perked up like a dog, and I was just you know I was happy to see him in that. I was disappointed that he wasn't in it for very long. But, uh, you know, whatever. I'll get over Well, it. I guess you'll have to come back for the prequel with Herkama Homoka, and he will be there, my friend. He will be there. Oh. A young Ernie Hudson and a young Eddie Ventro. All right. So, and then um, <laughs> cut to Laura um, Linney and Ernie Hudson uh, shooting RPGs out of the sky with flare guns <laughs> with, um, with, <laughs> with impeccable accuracy. And I was thinking to myself, what the actual fuck? Are these, like, seeking or something or do they just have like impeccable incredible aim did you so, not have the you know, subtitles on oh don't even get me started on the subtitles they were heat seekers the se- oh, i'm sorry okay. not the first or second one the third one yeah oh, third- just the third one okay that one was a heat seeker <laughs> yeah he, he, and they were all from the same weapons right Dude, was it all from the same weapon oh, yeah. same type of ammo and then just one of them happened to be mm-hmm. heat seeking okay yep. that's great um, um, but no, in tandem, in tandem, Laura Lenny and Ernie Hudson with flare guns out the window, just like fucking badasses shooting these missiles out. Like that, this movie fucking rules. Like if if you get to that point of in this movie and it's not one of your favorites, then I just I don't know what to tell you. She kicked it's, the door. On she the kicked plane. the door. That on the is plane my open. next point. That is my she didn't next. Even point. open it. She kicked it. <laughs> like, so I literally have Laura Lenny kicks the door off the plane, um, and then. <laughs> strongest legs ever and then uh i just thought wow she could be like a really great nfl uh kicker so before 85 Travicom, yards out before travicom she was a cia operative but she must have been the best probably i could see that but another thing is how did she not get sucked out of the plane or is that like me just you know they were, they were low, flying low altitude. low altitude okay okay yeah. well then that all right similar to uh, dark knight rises when uh bane is you know and his buddies are they kicked the oh, door out. All of his Same little idea. buddies. All his boys. Oh my god. That's a I really wanted to try to do an impression there, but I'm not gonna embarrass us. So but perhaps he's uh, wondering <laughs> why someone would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. That was pretty good. Yeah, I love wow. him. He's awesome. We're not doing impressions. We're Please not doing it. Do it. We're not Say, doing any uh, impressions today. <laughs> today. I want to work on a Heath Ledger one, but I might have to lock myself in a hotel for a month. Ah, you think darkness is your ally. (laughs) (laughs) There's a pretty funny meme with that where it's like a baby in the womb and it's like, you think darkness is your ally. (laughs) I was born in it, molded by it. (laughs) It's pretty disgusting. Anyways. um, Yeah, low altitude is the answer. Low altitude. So um, the physics was correct there, folks. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. Physicists. That are going to be listening. Don't, you would think uh, the first person would get sucked out until the cabin pressurizes. 
Yeah, it's right? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it, she's standing there at the edge of the door, just like looking around. Like I think they were already at low altitude for people to jump out with parachutes because why else would they have that many parachutes? Yeah, well... I think they were already planning on parachuting into the Congo. Oh, guess who didn't want to jump out of the plane? Dr. Peter Elliott. Dr. Peter Elliott, chief pussy. Chief pussy. Dr. Peter wet rag. Yep, that guy's got a nut up. Yeah. Um. All right. Cut to um. They're on the boats, and or boat. Uh, I don't really remember. Oh Oh my god! And um, (laughs) somebody just gets eaten, and I'm like, "What the hell is this? Is this like?" You know, like Lake Placid with a giant fucking crocodile or something. But another amazing movie that we should. Cover. Oh, my God. Good call. Yeah. So but it's just a hippo, which, you know, they are very aggressive. So one of the know. most terrifying scenes in the entire fucking movie. And I forget about it. And, my mind. Mm-hmm. And, and every time I watch this movie, it pops up on me. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. That's <laughs> well, no, no, thank you. It's like that Jaws kind of suspense where you see the movement under the water and you're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, you know, what's coming. But this one, I didn't know what kind of animal it was. Uh, I just knew shit was going to go down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Oh yeah, speaking of hippos. It's a good game. We should play that next time we all see each other. <laughs> yeah. That that right there definitely inspired scenes for Jurassic Park two and three. For yeah. water for you know, water, you know, dinosaurs and shit like that. That Spinosaurus, that, uh that and, like when you that see that, that's trash. when you realize like, oh, this is this is from the same guy that brought you Congo. Huh? Jurassic. Congo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um Matt mentioned subtitles earlier. I'd like to get into that. Yes. Um, so every time they're speaking a different language, the subtitles literally <laughs> just say speaking foreign language. So I'm wondering, is that like a made up language or they, did they just not have enough respect for that language to uh, actually to say it? translate it? Yeah. <laughs> or were they just that lazy where they're like, you know, they're in the editing room and they're like, yeah, yeah. fuck, dude, we, we got to like, this is going to be just send somebody a week. <laughs> Yeah, couldn't you just send somebody a cut of the movie and be like, hey, can you translate this two-minute scene for me? Yeah. <laughs> what are the statistics on this movie? Okay, nobody watches it. Three, <laughs> three dudes watch this movie. Okay. Um, Not true. I got one of our listeners sad, to watch it. Four sad dudes watch this movie. And that is it. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to put forth the money to get this. <laughs> to get so like this Michael said, they didn't have the respect. To translate it, I, absolutely I don't, no. I don't think respect. the market is there. I don't think the market is there for it. I don't think enough people. I don't which, think the respect is right. there in the movie, which leads you to conclude. Yeah, I mean that whole scene where they tried to bring that man back to life. I'm pretty sure all those extras <laughs> had no knowledge of the tribe that they were impersonating. Oh my god, that shit! And they, uh, <laughs> oh my god, they like focused the camera on that one guy, and then like you just see in the corner like those dudes with like, and it looks like they're like rubbed chalk all over him. I was like, what the hell is going on? And then, like, I don't know, man. There's just so many, like, non sequiturs in that movie where, I mean, it's great. I love it. But I was just, <laughs> I, I need to watch it a second time because I'm not going to lie, fellas. I was pretty lost for a lot of it. <laughs> How about the tent flip? Uh, and, yeah, the air condition- and the air conditioners. When, when they first set up their camp. When Laura, Laura Lee oh. <laughs> has a pop-up tent and she just throws it. And it is perfect. It is a perfect toss. Like, I don't know how many takes it 
it took them, but it is just lawless. And it is yeah. one of the best shots of the entire movie. It pans into the into the camp, and then it just ends with her tossing out, out a tent, and it just lands perfectly. She's the most capable one of that group. It's absurd. Yeah, definitely. And and that yeah. scene and that scene does a good job in storytelling. There is what's weird is there is a fucking good movie here. There is. You can't recut it. I mean, you could. You, Who wants I, to try I, though? All you need is one scene telling Peter Elliott that he's an irresponsible man bringing a talking gorilla to the wild where she's never been. Oh, so, so, of, some people tell him that. Some people tell him that shit. Really? Oh, speaking good. Of, Ernie, Hudson, Ernie Hudson tells him that, I feel like. At one point, gives him shit about that. But he's still taking his money. Probably. It's blood yeah. money. Yeah. It's all blood money. It's blood gorilla. Blood diamond. Blood that's gorilla diamonds. One. Blood gorilla diamonds. Uh, <laughs> speaking of... Actually, um, that's what this movie's about, is blood yeah. diamonds and gorillas. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Oh, Blood Diamond? Yeah, that's a good one, but I like the original. This one didn't have enough gorillas. <laughs> Leo's great, but, I mean... Come never explain how they just recast. This is Africa. Oh, that was a man. terrible Leo impression, but yeah. <laughs> we're going to work on it, folks. We're going to work on it. The South African one's a hard one to nail. Yeah, I can't fucking do it, as you can see. So, so at the end, Amy, you know, decides to be with the good gorillas. Amy, the talking gorilla, decides to <laughs> be with the good gorillas. And I thought it was very irresponsible to leave them next to a fucking erupting volcano <laughs> with smiles on their face. And I believe the quote is, there's the wind. I hope it blows us somewhere good. <laughs> self-centered, self-centered, self-centered. Uh, what so a complete awful. asshole. <laughs> Peter Alley could have asked her to use that satellite to keep an eye on his gorilla before she blew it up. Right? <laughs> Speaking of quotes, I, uh, I have some. Uh, that soldier, he's like, who's Kafka? Tell me! <laughs> that was great. Mr. Homoka. <laughs> Almost cake. immediately after that, uh, have some coffee and cake. Have some! <laughs> have some. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, stop eating my sesame cake. <laughs> okay, quote of the, quote of the century. The Mizumu have several levels of dead. Someone's not dead until they're completely dead. So uh, that one, I had to rewind that one because I was Listen, like, what? Ernie I mean, I Hudson, get it, but... Ernie Hudson could say just about anything, I'd probably believe it. He actually was in... You guys seen Oz? I know. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. Kind of. So was Kahega. Yeah, there was... There was like, yeah, at a VC, man. There's, there's some HBO people on there, which I found interesting, so... I'm glad they went that direction rather than continuing to make Congo-esque movies. But uh, actually, I don't know. Maybe the world needs more of those. Who knows? I vote yes. That's good stuff. <laughs> I vote it more is, Congo. Yeah. We, we, I, don't, I don't hope for a remake. I hope for a sequel or a prequel. Well, we could be the ones. If, if we somehow make money doing this, then I will try to lobby for a Congo prequel. Yeah, and we're going to join the Congo <laughs> lobby. That is my what? end goal. My end goal for this podcast is to make money so that I can get a hair transplant and so that we can make a Congo prequel. <laughs> oh, this is good. Because I have a goal for this podcast, too. Oh, I yeah? noticed on our logo, the bald is, is othered to the top and the beautiful are, are separated to the bottom. And my goal for this podcast is to get one of you guys to join the bald at some point. I'm on my way. At, I'm, on, no, I'm on my way. Choice. That's the thing. No. I'm a wild No, no, no. no. By choice. By choice? I don't, right, want you to, I don't want you to get drafted. I want you to take the Clippers and sign up. 
I did over the summer. This tribute. I did over the summer. I just did this. Remember when you did that when we were growing up? Uh, you shaved your head randomly, and uh, it was just shocking to see at age oh, I, thirteen. I used a big razor. We were fourteen. Oh, nice. It was freshman year of high school. Oh, excuse so me. You're not averse to it. All right, cool. I've done no, it before. No, so I, I've known. I have known. Trust me. He's known the struggles of a bald man long before you do, Matt. <laughs> long before me, Michael. No, I know. I know. I've had a receding just... hairline since I was in sixth grade. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would never Not... seek to skip rank. <laughs> I would never skip rank. I. So do you have to go through the evolution? Yeah, I, I understand where I'm at. I know where I am. Real sergeant. I, yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting there. I, I can go with some the, people. I think with the mustache, it's, it's, yeah, it's there. I don't want to jinx myself, but I, I hope I'm not getting there yet. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Are we done talking about Com- Congo? Or we- uh, let me see. Uh, I have, see what else I have plot. Because Joey uh, Pants is bald, plots. and I have more about him. All over the place. Uh, plot all over the place. Yep. Um, I have... Uh, I almost married him. It's the demon yeti looking ape, the main antagonist. So that was before they revealed that there's a whole like society of these demonic yeti looking apes. Like the word right. you're looking for is the lost city of Zinge. Yes, there we go. And Zinge, the ladies and gentlemen. Were you Zinge. impressed with Tim Curry's devotion? Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh it was uh very, how uh, how about his notebook that he only has in one scene and then you never see it again. And he has a tiny little key with the eye on it that Amy's been painting. And that's it. He doesn't use that to get in anywhere. It's not like a secret key to get into the city. That's, that's just it. And yeah, I mean, that's a gorilla. He, he just lets a gorilla lead him there. I think that, um, for their death. Who, so who's, who wrote this again? Because I don't think he understood the concept of uh, continuity when he made this one. See, Michael Crichton wrote the book, so I, I haven't read the book. I need to no, read I, it, I, and, obviously, and see what you know what it's really all about. But you can't read. I, I, first, I need I need to overcome that. I can't read. I need, oh. to, I need to get that figured out. Thanks hooked on phonics worked for me. Yep, hooked on phonics and hooked on. But anyway. <laughs> But anyway, the Romanian philanthropist, uh, his background is what Matt and I want to make a prequel on. We want like, everybody knows him. And then it's Home Alone 2, the sequel, after he gets. Oh, no, because he. Home Alone 2 is his retirement. Away. It's his retirement gig. So after the sequel, mm-hmm. well, I you thought find he out. Dies. He oh, he lived. Did he? What the hell you'll find was out, happening you'll, in my. You'll find out in the sequel. Oh, we're okay. bringing it back. But we got to make then, the prequel first. And then him and. Pre- Ma- yeah. Prequel and then him and his, uh, you know, yeah. the, the prequel will allude to the sequel at the end. I would say the sequel opens. Yeah, we'll like be, we'll be prequel, hopeful with the prequel and be like, no, we're the, definitely yeah. going to make another one of these. The prequel and the Herkema saying like the, the, the passion I have to find the lost city of Zinj rages like a burning fire. And then in the sequel, you open with the lava all around him. His face is smashed and he wakes up. And he's like, That's how you end the prequel. I'm a, no, I'm on the sequel now. No, that's how you end the prequel. Where is Home Alone no, no, 2 you in end this? The, you end the prequel with the, the, the desire to find the lost city of Zinch burns like a raging fire. And then you open the sequel with, he's alive. Wait, you keep that under wraps? I feel like that's your, that's your buy into the sequel of Congo. Absolutely. I'm when does he meet McCulkin? 
And that's that's <laughs> we're talking three movies down the line, man. That's that's, that's after kid. that's after Congo need too. to know when McCulkin comes in. He well, meets Rob Schneider when Rob Schneider is oh working as God. Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, and then they go get a hotel job together. So they hired a male yeah. prostitute to work. And, and then, and... yes. Okay. I guess that's possible. There's a whole Tim Curry universe. And, they must not and do background all checks. Fits together. The whole Congo connected universe. This is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> My life has changed, fellas. Ghostbusters, that also ha- happens in Congo. Yeah, that's there. <laughs> How so? Don't ask questions, Matt. Uh, Ernie Hudson is the same guy in both of them. So, <laughs> so he leaves the Ghostbusters after Ghostbusters 2 when it gets disbanded. Uh-huh. And he pulls a Dave Chappelle and goes to the Congo. He leaves America. He goes to Africa. He leaves. <laughs> he, leaves he said, I'm done with America. I'm going to Africa. Should have, they should have had inter- interns by the second movie. Ridiculous. <laughs> They're doing kids' birthday parties. Second movie, and they're still getting fucking covered in goo. <laughs> um, still getting bukkakied in number two. <laughs> it's all related. <laughs> he, uh, he, he joined the FBI after that, and they went to the witness protection program, and then that's when he started running guns and stuff like that. And um, Oh, that's right. He was a gun runner. <laughs> yeah. That's when he that's started. so lost. That's, no, that's what he does in, in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. With Kaga. Yeah, I we were talking about Ghostbusters, man. I was like, oh, yeah, what? we're jumping all. No, I am. I am. It's, it's, all, it's the... all tied together. Okay. He's when saying, does Lord of the saying... Rings play into this? What do you mean? Who's in Lord of the Rings? It's also. When... No, because Lord of the Rings was like the prequel. <laughs> That's to all a good question. Who's, who's in Lord of the Rings? Yeah. The what's, what's the, what's the, what's the Congo <laughs> Lord of the Rings connection? There's got to be some sort of connection because they're both be... the most epic things ever created. What if somebody is? We have to find if there's a connection. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm uh I'm I'm done with Years comments spent? about uh Congo. No, I went through all the notes and right. uh so I think that was solid. You hit on some good ones. I mean, as soon as you hit the flare gun. <laughs> yeah, well. Joey, we knew, you know, the, we knew that you got, you got it's hard to miss. You got it's hard to miss, you know. <laughs> Joey Pants has um, a line, I don't supply assholes with new with new personalities. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fantastic. So essentially, the Sopranos existed in this universe too. Whoa, a talking whoa. gorilla. <laughs> I feel the muddy hairs on the back of my neck going, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then he does the Ralph voice. Shut up, you fucking whore. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly man. Ugly man. I run a few guns. You sons of bitches ruin the world. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I'm glad you guys bugged me for a month to watch it i'm kind of mad i didn't watch it sooner you know yeah this is pure kafka yeah <laughs> what is kafka who is kafka yeah, tell who is me kafka? <laughs> it's really a front-loaded movie and then it kind of yeah. it kind of drags in the middle and then at the end it's like oh well here's the end yeah that uh that's a really good way to describe it definitely um it definitely is that lull in the middle for sure. Um, and then all hell breaks loose with the diamonds and the volcano. And yeah, you got to have yeah, they're inside of a giant geode. Like, wow, that is interesting. Right. And they didn't get Pretty any cool, of it. Actually. They got, they broke they off any like, of it. They broke off like one little piece and use it as laser real quick. And then see ya, we're done. Yeah. Uh, can you explain how that works? Where it's, the, I don't, I don't the crystals understand are laser. fuel for a laser. I don't get how that works. No clue. I don't understand how how the how the diamonds uh, come into effect with 
with the lasers. Matt, do you know how the diamonds affect the lasers? Explain to us how they become fuel, sir. Do you you know the science behind this? It's the prism effect. It's the prism effect of relativity by Einstein equals MC squared times seven to the fourth. I just trust that that the CIA apparently prepared Laura Linney for almost every possible scenario. Yeah, probably. And then the the comms company just polished her skills. So So this is based on fact. I would like to see a spinoff with just her character. Like CIA, CIA Laura Linney from Congo. Let's see what she's all about. Yeah, let's do it. Let's contact her. Does anybody know her agent? Mm. Searching for the diamonds beforehand. I've accepted Laura Linney's an actress I'll never meet in my lifetime. She's just too big. I I actually had to do a cameo the other day for somebody, and I found Ernie Hudson on there for a couple hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's currently he's currently unavailable, but. Uh, he will be back. Want him. He's in high demand. High demand. He probably got it, enough requests and was probably calling his agent like, why am I doing this? You can book me like actual gigs. What's wrong with you? Speak, speaking of being in high demand, um, there's certain people who are in this world and there's certain people who are not. And the are nots of whom I'm speaking are the bald. <laughs> I started a Twitter account for this podcast. Please follow it. It is Bald Beautiful US, um, at Bald Beautiful US. And I started this account, and my intention was to only follow bald people. So I set out following bald celebrities. I noticed that a lot of the ones that I was thinking of did not have Twitter accounts at all. Because they're better than everyone else. No, no, because (laughs) because they have been chased. They're, they have been chased off of the, the public eye. The public doesn't want to see them. Um, they don't, uh, they're, they're not as desired as, as those with hair. So here, here are the uh, Twitter accounts of people. Uh, Do you have Anthony bald. Kerrigan? Because Anthony, Anthony Kerrigan has alopecia. <laughs> I know uh, one bald man that's very <laughs> desired in entertainment. We all love him dearly. And? Larry David. Lawrence David. Uh, he does not have a Twitter account. Um, I just meant in general. Uh, but so here are the people who do, and, and they're big ones The Rock, Terry Crews. The Rock, is, the Rock is not bald. You say he's not bald, and then he shaves Sorry. it. He, he has the ability to grow hair. He chooses bald. Fuck him. Uh, God would literally kill all of us. Terry Crews. <laughs> Terry Crews. Oh. Great bald man. Yeah, oh, I Terry, love that guy. Yeah. Terry Crews is bald. Great bald ambassador. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Great. Professor right. X. Right. Great bald and, ambassador. And Howie Mandel. Love him. Yeah. So, th- so three people. The Rock doesn't count. That's one of the four people that I yeah, have Yeah, well, here. fuck Dwayne, dude. These are, these are bald people that do not have Twitter accounts for our Twitter account to follow. Uh, Bruce Willis. Jason Statham. Lawrence Fishburne. Stanley Tucci. John Malkovich. Ed Harris, Joe Pantoliano, J.K. Simmons, Alan Arkin, Robert Duvall, not even Samuel L. Jackson. I was going to say or, you got uh, a name Sam. Sam doesn't have I was going to say you got a name man. Sam. Not even Samuel L. Jackson or Michael Jordan. Michael yeah, Jordan. Is, we, is Magic, okay. does he choose to, is he, does he choose that or is he straight up fucking bald? He chooses. Or no, he's, okay. he's bald. He's bald. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have, we have Magic. There's one. Um, we, we got magic. 
Balding, balding. Well, you guys got magic. Anthony Kerrigan. He's the, I don't, uh, I don't know about Anthony Kerrigan. I he's don't. on Twitter. No, I follow him on Twitter. He's, uh, <clears throat> he's from Barry. He's got alopecia. He's a great Oh, bald. him. Yes. Great bald. Yes. I fucking great love that. Ambassador. Yep. Amazing. Um, balding actors do. Woody Harrelson, Michael Keaton, and Brian Cranston. Oh, they that's all, a great list. Brian Cranston. They're, they're all, dude. they're all, you know, they're all still. So what you're saying is. They're, they're still alive. They're still alive. Hopefully. I know. I see where you're going. Continue. And I feel like once they go bald, they might kind of drop out of the public eye. I feel oh, like this happens. I feel, and I feel like it's maybe happened with all of these other guys. Like, they just don't want to show their face because they're bald. So what you're saying is there's an hourglass somewhere, and it's ticking down little grains of sand, and those grains of sand are made of balding men. Yes. That is exactly what I'm saying. As, that soon is as, as soon as it's up, their Twitter life is done. So this is an experiment. We have to write these names down and see how it goes. It looks like Jordan already did. We track their, we track their baldness. See so, how it goes. so Jude Law had his hairline talked about so much that he hid, <laughs> that he hid really early on. And then he obviously, like, he got on pills or he got a hair transplant, probably. <laughs> on pills? Performance it's enhancing drugs. Oh, uh, all these I know, but just do. out of context. He's like, <laughs> oh, he, re- he resorted to pills. He was so <laughs> depressed. <laughs> About his hair. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there, no, and I mean, I'm right there with him. Like, yeah, you, you, you do these things. Seriously, I, t- I take a pill to try to keep my hair. It's to try to not go bald because my dad has warned me about it. My dad warns me. He says, you don't, want, you don't want any of this life, son. You don't want any of the bald life. I don't want any of this life. You, you want to keep it while you can. And I That's... didn't listen to him early on. Just going to mute my mic. That's uh, Matt's a little angry right now, and yeah, it's it's getting bad. And he's back. <laughs> and he's back. All right. Uh, you you doing all right? Oh yeah, I just can't believe steam. my I can't believe my ears. What what that I'm taking performance enhancing drugs? That your dad was warning you about becoming a bald. You should so, be proud yeah, of that. He has my entire life. <laughs> so What's Jordan's so, juice. Let me ask you a question. What's so bad about us? Is it the turtlenecks? Is it the shirts that button up all the way up to here with no tie? Is it what is it? My I don't understand why my dad doesn't like it because it's a great look. Like it really is. He wears it super well. I, and and I don't understand why it's an issue. Wait, is he one of us? He's a self-hating ball. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> Little Larry, every, David, little Larry David pull? I'm not. Yeah. Don't even every, say ba- no. every bald person does. Not yes. true. Not even you have close. far more bald professionals than the average man. I love the money I save on haircuts. I think haircuts are insanely expensive. Well, okay. I, I understand you there. Um, I but no, so, like two a year. So Jude Law hasn't been on social media at all. And then he did get hair. And he's smart and realized, you know what? I might not have this forever. I probably won't. I'm not going to get back on social media and have people talk about it as it slowly goes away because it will end up doing that at some point. And people have talked about it enough. And it's fascinating. And he is hid from the public eye. I totally believe this. Yep. We got to um, do a spreadsheet and get like a graph going. As, definitely. as baldness increases, does Twitter activity decrease? Does yeah. Twitter. There's got to be some sort of correlation there. Because they can track engagement from like colleges with recruits. They got to be able to track a person's baldness with their Twitter engagement. Oh, I've definitely. Oh, we can do it. I've definitely thought about finding a bot to like find just bald men and follow them and hope that they follow the podcast and just mm-hmm. that that's how we build um, build the following mm-hmm. just by 
Just start with bald men. I'd like to have a you know there's a, in there. There's a whole community of women who are attracted well, to nothing but bald men. Did you know this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Michael's our honorary hairy guy. Yes. You're He's, a Chewbacca. Yeah. I am. I am. Thank you. He doesn't have to deal with it. That was terrible, but I tried and uh, I failed. So Hey, hey, you know, you know what? Sir Ben Kingsley doesn't have a Twitter. Yeah, that's true. Well, I didn't know that, but Sir, Sir ben. ben Kingsley. Sir, Sir Ben. ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I know bastard. it's obs- I know it's obscene. <laughs> but it's part of the it's part of the job. <laughs> Listen, uh, can can you get me in there again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how my publicist can help you. <laughs> watch The Sopranos, people. Yeah, I'm not going to say it twice, but watch The Sopranos. We have said it twice already. I'm going to be real. I wanted to start this podcast so I could say how I feel, really lay it on the line for the people, yeah. really, really let everybody know how it is. And I just got to say that I cannot stand when I get takeout and they staple the bag shut. I absolutely hate having the bag stapled shut. Like if it's a paper bag and, and they staple it, I hate that because if you're trying to open deck. it, well, one, you, yeah, you can't really check when they deliver it to you because then it's just cumbersome and you, you, you're not going to make them wait there. If you do. I'm a, all right, so delivery I'm okay with because it shows that nobody. I don't, I don't want. Yeah. yeah, I don't want. But some, it doesn't. Some, Grubhub driver looking at my food. I'm cool with the. They probably still do. <laughs> probably, but it's the illusion of it, though. Illusion, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's an illusion, Michael. <laughs> I'm paranoid to the point where I do not want to open it too quickly and have a have an errant staple running around my bag of takeout. And if I if I have one of the you know, if I'm getting Chinese food, especially, and it, it, it's got paper takeout containers, a staple can get into that pretty easily. And then, and then look at that. I have a staple on my hands, and then they, maybe they have a lawsuit. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to go through the steps of doing that. I will. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> or, you, or you eat the staple on accident, and then you have yeah. staple stool. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah, it, it, tear, it tears my intestines up, and I, I blame it on food poisoning and never go to the doctor. Like and they lose, their, they lose their license because you yeah. blame it on food poisoning? Like a true man does. And no, I don't blame it on food poisoning at that point. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm like negative 50 to 100. I either like don't give a shit about something or I'll, or I'll just keep pushing it until it becomes a pain for every single person involved, including myself. But it's so, a principle at that point. It's a principle at that point. But like if I decide not to do anything, which is usually what happens, then yeah, I would just eat that staple and um, have irreparable damage to my GI tract. Ladies and gentlemen, we are trying to prevent staple stool, okay? We're trying to prevent that. It also prevents house fires because, uh, you know, Jordan leaves that staple in there and he goes to microwave the leftovers, you know, boom. Bad. Bad news bears. The leftovers in my stool? No, the leftovers in your Chinese. Oh, I thought you meant that I was eating it and then shitting out the staple of the microwave. He's he's, he's, he's reheating (laughs) his shit in the microwave. I was like, no, listen, I've already done that diet. I've done that (laughs) diet. It doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, they called it keto and it didn't work for me. Called the Shitkins. The uh, Shitkins dad. Michael and I both tried. He dropped out sooner than I did because he's a pussy. True. And I just kept eating my own shit, and I'm the real winner <laughs> in this situation. Yeah, it was. Uh, mine was just too chunky. I had to floss a lot. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Yeah. It's terrible. It's oh, bad. God. It's bad. Yeah. It hurts. Real bad. It's real bad. Uh, go ahead and do Akira. All right. Akira. Here are my notes on Akira. Um, Michael, did you watch this yet? Was I supposed to? No. Yeah, uh, yeah kind of, but... All right, well, but, fuck it, but it'll be interesting hearing what you say about it, too, or what you hear. Well, we'll come back to that next week. Say. Jordan, correct me on anything if I get... Maybe, but you don't even have to. That's the glory about all this. You don't have to. <laughs> We're not going whatever anywhere. the fuck we want. Yeah, but I don't want to. Oh, you want to be part of the cool kids? <laughs> because it's my birthday, and I want it. <laughs> because it's my birthday, and I want it. <laughs> all right, Matthew, let's see what you got. All right, so um, brief synopsis. It's, they, they open the movie with the large explosion, and they basically show you that it's moving into the future to show you what the world is like after this large explosion. The story takes place in Neo-Tokyo, which I love. That's a great name. Um, in 2019 and the first thing that popped out to me was like they show this newsreel and they say that the the tokyo olympics are canceled and the tokyo olympics were supposed to take place this year and they cancel them because of covid yep why um uh the year the the nuclear bomb um was 1988 1988 that's right yep. so I mean, a lot, there's, not, there's not a lot of dialogue in the movie. It's a lot of visual stimulation, which I love. Because, like Jordan said, he's like, Matt, you're going to like anime because they can do things that your imagination thinks of, but they can't really film. So the number one thing I enjoyed was the bikes were totally unrealistic, but amazing. Um, the light trails. The light trails, like just the design of them, how they all had little stickers of... Uh, popular corporations that they think would be around in the future, like Canon, and there's a couple other ones that were huge. And it was just, it was, I just find those little touches kind of cool. Um, but I saw that bike somewhere else. I watched Ready Player One, and there's a scene where they have a race in the first, the first act of the movie. Okay. And um, he's driving the DeLorean, the protagonist is driving the DeLorean, and the girl that he's racing against, his friend calls out, she's like, oh man, she's driving uh, Kaneda's bike from Akira. And it's, it is really a sweet bike. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, at one point, I was literally like, what the fuck am I watching? What point was that? Like, when I saw the little shriveled kids that were, you know, yeah. I was like, what is, <laughs> what is going on? Can you go into more detail on that? Because just that. Yeah, just... so, like, the, it's basically like these kids. I think, Jordan, they're college age, right? Because there's no parents around. They have biker gangs, and they're going to classes and stuff and having mm -hmm. their own lives. They have like a biker well, game. That's the thing with anime is you know you can never tell. You might think a character is like thirty, but it turns out they're like fifteen and in high school the yeah. entire time. You're you, like you find that out like two seasons in, you've been like, what the fuck have I been watching? Like, yeah, why, why <laughs> like when we talk about Persona, it's like, what is their fixation? Oh high God. school? <laughs> they'll be like, they'll be running like an entire crime organization and shit, and like, and all of a sudden you find out that oh yeah, the truancy officer comes to them and they have to <laughs> go back to school. It's like what? what the like and they spend an episode doing that where they have to go back to school <laughs> and like that's their fun episode. They have that. They have beach episodes. They have this, like a little bit of breaking of the of the universe type shit. Jordan, um, you watch a real quick commercial. Do you watch One Piece? Fuck no! Oh my god, there's so like many episodes. Thousand, like a thousand no. episodes. Absurd. No, fuck no, I don't watch that. I've heard it's Absurd. really good. I've heard that there's like some like there's some arcs in it that are actual parallels to the Israel Palestine conflict that get like yeah. Like it's actually wow. it's heavy. It's a pretty That's heavy crazy. anime, apparently. Um, heavy. <laughs> but I, I no, like it's it's 
there's too many episodes. There are, there are like 900 episodes or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. It's um, crazy how, how big of a following it has, though. It's interesting. Yep, for sure. Um, so, yeah, you were saying the, uh, the kids um, on motorbikes going around, yeah, so they, they're, they, they're an indiscriminate age. Right. Like, they're, just, they're youth. So they have like a rival gang and they're, they're fighting punks and, and shit, you know, right. street, street motorbike punks. Yeah. So in the middle of one of their skirmishes with one of the local biker gangs, the clowns, they find this kid who's like tiny and shriveled. And he looks literally, I, I wrote down light blue Benjamin Button kid <laughs> who has powers. Exactly <laughs> the fuck right. I mean, exactly during the, I mean, I was watching this movie. I, I did my best to not look at my phone or anything else and just watch it. And questions I have. I mean, after World War Three, this city looks like it's thriving, but there are constant explosions and terrorist attacks. The constant, there's just explosions at, at you know in the most random times, and people don't really react to it like it's it's not normal. So I have to assume that's that's a normal occurrence. It's weird. Um, well, we live in America, so yeah, maybe it's normal to other people in the world. I just can't. I mean, it's starting to become normal here. It just looked like their version of Tokyo, the Neo Tokyo, was thriving more than that's. Then maybe not thriving. It looks pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks pretty rough. It's more advanced than we have here right now, though. It's really relevant, though. I mean, you can definitely tell there's a huge gap from the haves and the have-nots in this Neo Tokyo. Definitely. Um, I mean, I mean that is a. Yeah. I don't know if this really falls into the term cyberpunk. Or yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was very like, cyberpunk. You know, I. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. And people will argue shit about genres, you know, until the cows come home. I'm not here to do that. But yeah, I mean it it does have a very bleak outlook on on the future that's yeah. That's More enter- like something... that's entertaining. And and right. what's unfortunate is those are the ones that are most realistic to us. Like the ones right. where like people actually have a utopia and people, you know, there isn't an underbelly, there isn't, you know like Star uh, Trek, the you know how they all evolved to not fight and I don't. Space together. I don't know anything that's, about Nor Star do Trek. I. So that's kind of the thing is like um, mankind decided at one point to stop skirmishing and then come together and explore the, the universe together. And it it's was the only the way of, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah it was the, the end of way. Right. It was like yeah. everybody collectively choosing to live by those principles. So that one's more of like a what you hope it is, whereas cyberpunk right. is like, this is what we predict it is based on how we behave now. And it's like Jordan said, it's like a fun place to visit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to stay there. Um, I think it's, you know, it's but no, it's a it's a good call out that the that there are certain brands that are just ubiquitous and mm-hmm. will will remain, will stand the test of time. Like yep. Canon, Canon, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure what else is even in there. Maybe Nike is even included in there. That wouldn't surprise me. There was, I mean, there was a bunch. I just can't remember them. They just, I, I'm just one of those. I just see the, them. I just see the icons, and I'm like, oh, I recognize that icon. I think it was like right. Fujifilm. It was a lot of film stuff. Yeah, um, a lot of like sports motorcycles, stuff like that, like Kawasaki and you know yep. shit like that. Um, okay, yeah. So, so after you see blue Benjamin Button, yeah. If we can be um, so bold. If we can be so bold. Um, I mean, it's really a story about friendships, um, and yeah, it's it was interesting. I it was hard to follow. I need to watch it several more times. Who, I do who know that it, the protagonist of that movie. 
So there's Tetsu- Tetsua and Kaneda. Mm-hmm. Is it Canada or Canada? Either one, Canada, Canada. In the movie, they I watched the dub version. No, I watched the subtitle version. They pronounce it Canada, so I'm going to pronounce it Canada. Um, the protagonist, I don't know, because they cause a lot of damage, so yeah. that's a tough one. I think it's more of a cautionary tale. Of cautionary of what? Just letting power, like stuff? letting you know, like Tetsuo let the power that he you know discovered kind of get to his head um but at the same time that though that that's the thing is he wasn't really in control of it the entire time so i think you have to give him some kind of leeway there but canada was just always going balls out man that dude just loves to fight it was fun that's what was fun about it is there's a lot of stuff going on and the breaks they have where it's dialogue it was not there wasn't really a wasted moment it was all very pointed and it was it was it was enjoyable it was nothing like i've ever seen and right. it, honestly, it's probably a good entry for me for anime. Michael watched a movie that is equally dialogue and vision, uh, yeah. you know, uh, visual aspect to, to the storytelling. Yeah. You watch Matt watched something that is chiefly like you could probably watch that without subtitle or without sound, without, without knowing anything that's going yeah. on. It's set to <laughs> mute. You could watch that set to music and understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, that's really cool when they do things like that. <clears throat> that. That's the thing with a lot of anime and that you'll find on YouTube and stuff is people doing like their own music set to it and like yeah. u- using it. An- and I'm like, oh, I haven't watched this. I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z in a while, but they just did like this, you know, the fight of Goku and Frieza. That, Holy that no- shit. It normally takes like an hour and a half to watch mm-hmm. and, they, and they boiled it down to, you know, three and a half minutes for their music video. Then was that a Linkin Park video? Where there, it's there's a Lincoln Park video where it's like I, I don't know I think Goku and Frieza. It's dude, it's so cool. I watched it as a kid. You I'm sure it's on YouTube? Look it up. Sorry for the interruption. No, I no, got it. It's cool. That's that's fine. I mean, you can find that for like pretty much any sort of music, like any popular enough music that you're into, or even like meme worthy music online. Like people will make their own music videos to it. Like, do you know? You probably don't. I, I don't know. Um, in the <clears throat> In the Aeroplane Over the Sea by Neutral Milk Hotel. It's a song about him. I know the, uh, I know the group. Yeah, it's a song about, uh, or it's an album about him going back in time to save Anne Frank. Um, Shit, that's heavy. Yeah, he read the diary of Anne Frank at a really kind of too late age, and it affected him in a weird way, um, if we're being completely honest. But it made him, he made a pretty good album about it. it. It sounds like, see, the thing is, it kind of sounds like shit. It, <laughs> As the entire allure to it, <laughs> and it, it's it's like the entire ethos of early two thousands indie music came out in ninety seven. I want to say, uh, uh, okay, but yeah, so it's like the entire ethos of like the you know late nineties, early two thousands indie scene where this singer is kind of yelpy, sounds like shit, ended up like morphing into more emo stuff. Like, um, think of him, think of them. Uh, do you know Modest Mouse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Think of weirder than Modest Mouse and like more off key and bad singing than Modest Mouse and kind of flat and loud and really loud blown out. Are you describing the band? You're I'm just, really selling me on this band, dude. Yeah, I'm describing a uh, neutral, neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah, I've heard I've I've heard the band. Um, yeah, Aubrey Plaza mentions them in Parks and Rec. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, it's true. Exactly. It's true. Um, so I mean, it like, doesn't surprise me either. You can even find shit like that, like just randomly set to anime videos, um, which is how a lot of people come into a lot of cool music, which is weird. 
like you can talk to people online about how they come into shit and people will say, oh yeah, an anime music video brought me here. Like, oh my gosh, the music in this movie was crazy. Like when Tetsuo is in the lab and he's huh. discovering it, like he's laying on his bed and there's like a bunny, a bear and a car walking like right by his head. Then he squashes them with his hand and he opens his hand and they're gone and they start making this noise like it's just bonkers. Fuck yeah, man. It was a Will, Willy Wonka Wonka's. movie. It was, it was crazy. It really is. I mean, and that's the thing is like they really play with all of the senses when they make mm-hmm. something like that because they know it's more of an auteur vision. Like you, yeah. you, you think of like some of the best movies of all time and they're made by like one crazy power hungry director is what a lot of people is what a lot of them end up like becoming known as like pretty much ever like most good at directors you end up hearing horror stories about them or wasn't like, hitchcock like that he was like he just terrorized his ass yeah <laughs> treated them like complete shit fucking all of them i mean yeah. so i mean it's not like too far out there but like when when something animated is made like that a lot of times it's probably the same way um, where it's like one person's direct vision or like a source material that they get it from. And like somebody that was close to the source material is really close to the anime being made and, you know, keeping an eye on things, making sure it's true to the tone that the original uh, artists intended. Um, so it's uh, it's interesting what they will do with many different aspects of it, like sound and uh, visual aspect to get that point across. like. It's it's a complete package a lot of times when you're watching these movies and like it's happened so many times especially like when I didn't really have any experience in watching uh, any sort of anime movies besides you know growing up watching Dragon Ball Z or you know Pokemon the stuff or whatever. they had a Nick the stuff they had a Nickelodeon yeah some of yeah, it's anime which like stuff like that I didn't really count like right or, or I don't I don't now I didn't either until you told me that that was you know yeah. Japanese anime sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's definitely considered it. I mean, we all watch it dubbed instead of subtitled, but... There's levels, you know, there's children's educational Japanese anime all the way up to adult, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so all, all of the sounds in this movie, Matt, you liked. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, what do you think... I mean, I think this is a great kind of gateway for me into to anime. I mean, what would you follow that up with? Because that's pretty high bar to set. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not please. I'm not into anime at all. Just it, and it's strictly just because um talk to me. You're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking your language. <laughs> um it's not for any negative reason. I just never got into it. Um never thought about trying it. But I uh I do like the movie Spirited Away. I think I, I was trying to tell you guys about that. Uh I don't know. That's you watch one. that. Yeah, it's a good, good one. one. Matt, you've seen that one? No, but I, that's one I mentioned and you said don't watch that yet. Watch Akira mm-hmm. first. You'll you'll like that, Matt. Cool. Akira is just, uh, you know, one of the old uh, progenitors of that's, the Dude, that's the other thing I was impressed with. It was, like right? 80, it was like made in 84 or something. I don't know what that uh, 80, it was. It was, it was made in 88 or it was released in 88. 88. Is this all yeah. by the same guy? Are these all kind of because there's a. I'm probably talking out of my ass, but I think there's like the guy who made Spirited Away. He's like really just famous for making He's made like that's Miyazaki. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I, I didn't. I was wondering if there's a connection there. But. Yeah. So he's made uh, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, My Neighbor Totoro. Totoro, yeah, man. Shit, forgot about that one. Kiki's Delivery Service. Pine yep. Um, Kiki's Delivery Service with the witches, right? They're yep. all. Yep, yeah. That one's cool. I know. I'm. Forgetting. I guess I have seen some anime. 
They're all they're all on HBO Max. Yep. Oh, trust me, I saw that. Yeah. That's so, I watched Spirited Away recently, actually. Those are all great. Um, yeah, and Spirited Away, obviously. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other. I'm, I'm forgetting some of my favorites. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, I think this conversation Prince- has officially enticed me into. Uh, well, that's good. Some anime. That's good. Hopefully, it does with our listeners too. I think but. that's the point. Is Jordan wanted to send me something to kind of get me out of my my comfort zone and really exactly and put my phone down because, like, honestly, that's what I've been trying to do. And and Michael, you did it too with that uh, recommendation for Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4. Yes, we need to get into that PS5. eventually. Five. Okay, yeah, so like I'm trying to I'm trying to improve my already terrible attention span. This definitely helped. Oh yeah, sorry about that tangent, folks. We're going back to the anime. Don't you ever apologize again, you son of a bitch. Yeah, well, we'll cut it out. We'll never cut out your apologies. We'll splice them into one long apology mix at the end of the season, and then we're going to make fun of you and make a song called I'm Sorry. But then I, I can't, I can't cut it out. With, God damn it, now I can't cut any of this out. And we have to start over again. Okay, so Matt, you wanted no, we're not another... cutting shit. Okay, so Matt, you wanted another anime to watch? Yes, hit me. Okay, so there's the movie Princess Mononoke. Mm, it's also Miyazaki. That. Yeah, it's really good. Um, if you watch the English dubbing, um, you're in for a hell of a, a voice cast. Great. Uh, Billy Crudup, Jillian, oh, wow. An- Jillian Anderson, Claire Danes. Holy shit. Minnie Driver, Billy Bob Thornton. Jesus Christ. John DiMaggio, Jada Pinkett Smith. What uh, the fuck? When did then, this come out? When did they do the dub for the English version? I think it came out probably around the same time in 97. Let me, let me look at wow. it. Let me look real quick. But yeah, That's you're a in lights for, outcast. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. It's it's a very entertaining movie. Um, you'll see a lot of um parallels to some other tales. Um, but it's very, very nice, very comfy movie. Um, definitely get your get yourself in a mood to be comfy, folks, and and sit down and watch Princess Mononoke. <laughs> comfy. Um, exactly. <laughs> City is yeah. right with it. City is right with it. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. Um, but yeah, so that, that's that's your next one to watch, Matt. I'll remind you after <clears throat> after we record the pod. Um, nice, the old pod, the old pod, the old pod. I guess that gets to my homework yes. of watching Goodfellas. The big, big, big moment. Yes. Yeah, watch Goodfellas. Finally, yes. finally. It's been a long time. We've been telling this young, balding Paint man. the picture, though. I mean, you just saw Godfather the first time about a month it's ago. It's called a young, balding man. I love <laughs> it. Yep. That's, that is accurate. Thank you for calling yep. me a young, balding man. Young yes, Padawan. I'm fine with, to be as descriptive as possible. I'm fine with being called bald or balding, as long as you put in the young in there. I'm only 26. Thank you yeah. for calling. I, I've told people that, and they're like... Or some anyway, people have commented on my age and thought <laughs> people have commented on my age and thought that I was 35. And I said, Hi, you're off by about 10 years. And they said, Holy shit, you're 45. <laughs> oh, yes, that's great. So as long as you <laughs> as long as you keep the young in there, you can you can call me bald or balding. That's the um, it's the opposite with me. People at work, you know, we're all wearing face masks, obviously. Mm-hmm. So people are like, when I tell them I'm 27, they're like, Holy shit, I, th- I thought you were like 24 or something. Because you act like you're 18, idiot. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, hey, that, that, that must be nice. Joke. That must no, be nice. Uh, no, I don't act like I'm 18, but the, it is nice to hear that uh, they think I'm younger. But 
That's, okay. So you want to hear this balding idiot's opinion? Okay. <laughs> balding idiot's opinion. <laughs> You want to hear this bowling idiot's opinion on the movie Goodfellas? Yes. I do. Let's hear this idiot hit me. Talk. Um, it was okay. Fuck you. <laughs> no, it was just okay, man. I mean, I yeah, it is just okay. What I will say about it is that I like that it kind of rounds out um, the palette of mob movies and things that I've seen. Yeah. So, so let's back up real quick and give some context on my exposure to. Uh, to mob media. Um, I guess the first thing that I saw to completion was... Uh, do you want to count The Departed? Do you want to count that? Uh, okay. uh, technically, yeah, there's a mob. An Oscar-winning Oscar okay. mob movie. So yeah, that, that's, my, that's the first one that I saw. I Scorsese probably. didn't actually write that. That was like a Korean or Japanese movie before. Infer but, Infernal yeah. Affairs. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. God damn it. You're no, you're Michael. That's what this is. <laughs> this is not. This is not a structured podcast. This is I know, but conversational. I this is I, conversational. I. You're adding color commentary. Yeah. You're adding color commentary yeah. to my play-by-play. -play. It's colorful, um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, the first thing that I saw to completion was the Irishman uh, after after the Departed. <laughs> um. The Irishman is definitely squarely a mob movie. Um. So I've seen that. Um, but before all of that, I guess my, my biggest intro um, was definitely Home Alone 2. I, <laughs> that's, that, I, I'd say that's number, that's number three in my favorite mob movies. Uh, Joe Pesci really sends it home in that one. I don't understand like, how he just can give performances <laughs> the way that he does, but I, I honestly think in that... a children's his, movie. And it's yeah, Children's Movie. Bandits, I, baby. Frankly, I think that his performance in, in Home Alone 2 is better than in Goodfellas. So is Marv uh, a capo? Huh? Is, he a is Marv a captain then? He's a capo? He's a, no, I, I don't so. think so. No, I think he's more of like a he's street level. Is Joe Pesci street level? He didn't get made. In Goodfellas. Yeah, he, he didn't eyes, get right? made. <laughs> he talking goes about to his ceremony about Home Alone, and then he gets fucking Home Alone It's the same universe. It's the same universe. Yeah, he, he, uh, it's building up to Goodfellas. Yeah, it's the same universe. Exactly. It all started with Titanic, and the descendants from the Titanic spawned this entire movie. So, yeah. Wow. And then after... So, yeah, we'll go Home Alone 2, and then The Departed, and then The Irishman, and then all of Sopranos. I watched all of Sopranos. Then after that, I watched Goodfellas 1 and 2, like, pretty much Godfather's, back. Godfather 1 or, uh, Godfather 1 and 2. <laughs> Goodfellas 1 and 2. I, like, <laughs> I want to see the second no, one. I watched, Blasphemy, ladies and gentlemen. Blasphemy. I watched... Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I watched, I watched Godfather <laughs> 1 and 2. Get your shit together. Back-to-back -to -back nights, um, which goes down as some of the greatest like viewing experience that I've ever had in my life. Yes. Like I understand why people jerk those movies off so much. I under like, okay, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, he watched them to completion, to completion, to completion. I, I gave those movies full service. He had to change <laughs> his draws, ladies and gents. Um, and then, um, now, those are all the big ones that I've seen. And I mean, obviously, it's just, you know, there's latent 
mob references in all of pop culture. Like I, I've grown up around it. I've seen like, yeah, Shay, yeah. Yeah, Shay. Yeah, Shawnee. <clears throat> yeah, you're gonna come here and give me a big fat sloppy kiss. Sloppy. You're yeah. good, kid. Good. Good. You're never, good, kid. As long as I'm around, you'll always be second best, see? Say. Always be second best at giving sloppy kisses on the forehead. Or like the pigeons from Animaniacs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, that is exactly what my uh, what my exposure. It's just it's just in pop culture. So is I know, that what you're saying? I know that there's Courage the Cowardly Dog when uh, when Eustace's foot uh, becomes infected with a fungus and it becomes yes. a yeah, Shay. Yeah, Shay. <laughs> We're gonna get you and the old woman too, Shay. I'll tell you, Muggsy. Talk about a scary show for a child. Seriously. Um, so, I mean, I, I know references and stuff like that, but I, I will admit that I am pretty new to all of the, uh, the genre. I haven't watched any of the old stuff except for On the Waterfront. I've, like, that's a very favorite movie of mine. I love that. Um, haven't seen a whole lot of older mob movies and stuff. So we'll, my, have, some, we'll have some good recommendations for you. Yes, sir. A lot more Scorsese ones. Yeah, seeing Goodfellas is good. I feel like that is like later in, you know, in in the genre. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like what, that's like Scorsese's teenage years. Yeah, so and he was he was pissed. He got snubbed for the Oscar, and it's like just calm down. You'll get. <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, I'll jump into the movie. I'm I'm happy that it's it rounds out the tone of all of the mob movies and stuff that I've seen. Like it, I watched. Um, you know, The Departed, super serious, not really mob all that much. And then, you know, I watched The Irishman, also really serious, super long, a um, lot, lot of dialogue, very dialogue heavy. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I loved it. I, I loved watching that movie. For sure. Um, then I watched The Sopranos, which is just, it's a whole entire beat. <clears throat> yeah. Like, it, 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 that is the most well-rounded of all of them, I will say. Easily. And so, like that—that that is the center of the of the spectrum here. Well, rounded as far as like, yeah, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Right. So, so the Sopranos is the most well-rounded to me. It's in the center of the diagram, and then in either direction, you have violent, more violent. You have uh, comedic, uh, less comedic. Um, and I'd, yeah. say, I'd say that they're right in the center. And then there's some other um, some other vectors there as well. You're not talking about quality. You're talking more about appeal. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking gotcha. about quality okay. here. I'm cool. talking about I'm talking right. about the tone that it strikes. I'm talking about cool. you know the watch that it is. Right. Um, and Sopranos is violent, suspenseful, humorous, um, sarcastic, uh, satirical, strategic, um, strategic. Um, nice adjective. Very uh, timeless. Also, nice compliment. <laughs> it's 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 it managed to both be timeless and show you the time that you know, it's taking place in, um, which is very interesting being, yeah, a kid I love that modern day that take, time. Man. Uh, modern be, day take is great. You know, being a kid in that era and then growing up and then watching the Sopranos, which is filmed during that era that you, I mean, we more or less just got done growing up, you know, yeah. 10 so much years nostalgia. Ago. Yeah. yeah. And, and they show, and they show early computers. They show kids being little shits like we were then. N64. Uh, N64, all that, the movies yeah. and stuff that we weren't supposed to be watching, the games we weren't supposed to be playing, the websites we weren't supposed to be going on, like all that stuff. So, so the Sopranos. Italian defamation. So the Sopranos yep. fits that. If it, <laughs> it, I, I don't want to talk too much about the Sopranos because we can fill shows on shows about it. 
Um, Which we will. But, but yes, we will. But that, that, that nestles right in the middle of all the mob movies that I've seen. And then you have Godfather, which is way less comedic, way more serious, way more, I would say more violent, um, like pound yeah. for pound. Like mm -hmm. you have to watch a lot of the Sopranos to see somebody get whacked. That was a complaint they had. You know, but when they do, it's brutal. Yeah, yeah, less less yakking, more whacking is something and random. Chase heard <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah, very random. Very random. Yep. yep. Tony yeah. has a little bit of an anger problem. Um. So yeah, that that's where the Godfather uh, rests on there, and then you have Goodfellas, which is way I don't remember like a ton of violence in it, except for Pesci being shot right in the face. Like that was pretty gruesome. Um, Go get but, your fucking shine box. Now go get your fucking shine box, you motherfucker! And, and that's the kill that did him in, right? Like they killed that dude, and then and then he got in trouble with with the other. Yep. That dude was made. Yeah, yeah. He had just okay. gotten out of prison. Uh, that's long. that's what I took. Yeah, they, he, Philly Leotardo. So it was yeah, exactly. Oh my God, yeah. So, so what, for, what they call him, the Shah of Iran, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So Britt was, Brit was watching from the other room and was like, is that Phil Leotardo in it? <laughs> yes. Because Tony Sirico is in it. Yeah, a lot of crossover. With oh, that shit, cast. that's right. A lot of Tony... crossover with that cast, Goodfellas and yep. uh, Sopranos. Very I, shared a, I shared a elevator in, in Times Square with uh, Paul Sorvino, the guy who... Uh, fucking liar. No, I swear, like, my, I tapped my dad. I was like, is that? He's like, yeah, don't say anything. I was like, <laughs> Was in like you a think top... he heard you say or heard he your dad in, oh, say don't say absolutely he was right that he was next to us and i was like all right well you just did <laughs> i mean this dude was in a talk who knows where he was going like it was great so goodfellas nestles like kind of more in the comedic side of it i mean it was an enjoyable movie like i would put that movie on and just kind of watch it like hanging yeah. out um it's not a, it wasn't very stressful to me like, right even though I even though I know the Godfather, like all the tropes of the Godfather, I know everything that has been parodied to beyond existence in the Godfather. I, I knew pretty much every single scene in the first one, like as it was coming up, I was like, oh, yeah, right. I see it. I've seen this made fun of a million times. Yeah. Um, Damn it. <laughs> even even still, right? even still watching that movie was one of the most suspenseful uh, w watching experiences I've ever had. Like very true. Yeah. Like in the diner, him going to the Ooh. him going to the bathroom and coming back out. All of it. I knew the train how, sounds. I, oh. I know how all of it goes. Oh my! Yep. It was yeah. Like I know how all that goes. That's perfect. It was just it, like it's a ser that's a fucking serious ass movie. Goodfellas is not that. Yeah. Good Goodfellas has Goodfellas has also has amazing cinematography and also wants to take you on a journey of what's going on. But they gloss over a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I love the way Scorsese tells the story. It's not about necessarily what's you know the violence or whatever the lack thereof or I don't. It's just about the way his cinematography. That's what really catches me or hooks me with Goodfellas. So, did you have a similar experience? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I am not a huge fan of voiceover narration. Oh, interesting. Um, I, yeah. I, th I think it's a little bit of a cheap move, um, and especially from somebody like Scorsese, but um, especially I mean, somebody like Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah. um, terrifying. In All my life, I wanted to be. His face is terrifying. Yeah, I'd, I'd be scared as fuck if that dude came at me. When he comes back from uh, killing or from beating the shit out of Katie's neighbor. 
across the street or K- Karen. 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 He goes and I don't understand why they hold a gun in their hand while they're beating the shit out of these guys and then have to hide it and then have to hide blood. Like, I didn't understand that part of it. I don't like that seems counterintuitive. Like now, <laughs> now you're bloodying a weapon for no then making your wife hold on to it. And then that guy, you're putting your fingerprints yeah. with blood on him. Exactly. <laughs> you and think that he's a seasoned criminal. Wouldn't you think that you would know how to dispose of yeah. the weapon rather than. Yeah. Her? And the yeah. only, the only way that that gun does come back in the, in the rest of that movie at all, if it does, which I mean, it, this is so loose and a huge reach is if it's a gun that Lorraine Bracco puts in her underwear. Yeah, shit. that's like other like other than that, they're just showing like he beats somebody, he beats somebody in the face with this gun, <laughs> just smashes it into their face, doesn't use the gun for its intended purpose at all, hides it, and then that, that's it. What does she put? She she puts it in some like weird like thing in the ground. I didn't even know what it is. Like somebody like it looked like they buried a cooler in the ground. I, I, I don't even. What did she store it in? It was just like a metal box outside of it's like just a random it, metal box in their lawn. I guess. I guess, yeah, maybe, maybe it's to put in like hide a key or something. I honestly have no idea. That's something that's just like outside of our time that we just won't understand. Somebody that lived, somebody that's like sixty years old will watch that and be like, "Oh yeah, that, that little box thing that everybody had when I was oh, yeah, up. The, the box in the backyard. Yep. Yeah, you know, you know the the gun hey. box. The, yeah, the gun box. The front yard gun box. You yeah. put it there, so, and, then, and you hope that the milkman doesn't go in, and then come in and uh, and wreak havoc on your family. <laughs> <laughs> the milkman's back. The milkman is back, and this time he's <laughs> fucking your wife. Um. So, uh, my question to you is, um, what did you think about the fact that Goodfellas is actually based on true events in comparison to the other? Mob movies that you mentioned, uh, yeah, with the exception so, of the Irishman, with the exception of the Irishman, the other ones you mentioned were all fic- uh, fiction. So, how yeah. do you feel about Henry Hill's uh, depiction in this film? So, I will say that I just learned that it was uh, based on real events when Matt told me. Oh, um, yeah, I, I didn't realize that until just before we started recording. So, I mean, it was um, it was interesting for sure. Because I think that it's more about his life and journey to being a rat, you know, rather than that, and that's okay. violence. That, that's why Jordan doesn't like it. He's that, a that fucking is, rat. That is why I don't like his the movie. journey rather than the specific jobs or anything like that that they're on. So, because it was, a, I, I mean, I, I, obviously I wasn't alive. None of us were alive. It was a yeah. huge deal, uh, you know, huge, huge deal. I think he put a lot of people away. That is exactly why I'm not a fan of the movie. Uh, or I'm not saying that I'm not a fan of it. I don't want people coming for me. Leave your emails in the, in the draft folder. Don't send them. Type yeah, them out. Fuckers. Type them out and then delete them if it makes you feel better. Yeah. Um, vent that way. Don't vent at us. Yeah. Gordon's not saying rats aren't essential. To- no, I'm say- no, I'm saying fuck them. I'm saying fuck him for that. I'm saying fuck him. Jordan's saying, Jordan's saying Ray Liotta should have taken the time. Like, take the time. Protect your family. So it started out with him always doing the right thing and taking the time. And, and then he goes back on that. I didn't like that character arc with him at all. I think that he ended up being a sniveling little pussy. I think that... A sniveling little drug addict. Didn't give his wife clear yeah. instructions oh. on what to do with the drugs either. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. And he hit it in a stupid place. And what and was put she her in a terrible to do? position. I flushed yeah. it down the toilet. Karen! 
We needed that. <laughs> We're fucking dead. You and killed was- us. That was $60,000 worth of cocaine. <laughs> Adjusted for inflation, $86,000 worth of cocaine. <laughs> I would have loved it if they said that. Um, would have made no sense. I mean, blow, blow is completely about cocaine, but in all of these movies, whenever Love the cocaine, whenever good the cocaine, movie, a lot of liberties I've heard. Whenever the cocaine hits, is when everything hits the fan. That is when shit hits the fan. That boogie nights, when the cocaine hits the <laughs> boogie nights, <laughs> yeah. everything shits. A, every everything See, hits the fan. Dick, this big dick can't get it up. <laughs> I'm not gonna film you because you look like shit, Dirk. Dude, I, I think my favorite trailer is the Transformers reboot when they added Marky Mark Wahlberg and he's standing there with two jumper cables and he's like, I think we just found a Transformer. Like, Transformer! And he's a farmer. Like, it's just the, it's the greatest. <laughs> you know what would be great is if that scene where Ray Liotta is bringing Lorraine Bracco into the club and everything, uh, that long shot. Yeah. If you're following him that, that entire time, and then you get to the table and the camera pans to the front of him. And, and he just has Mark Wahlberg's fake dick from... <laughs> that fucking log just, just dangles. He's just, he just been hanging schlong that entire time just with Mark Wahlberg's fake dick from Boogie Nights. And everybody, everybody's treating him like, oh yeah, this dude fucking runs the place. Like, yeah, I want to shake this man's hand. He, like, he has this all wrapped around his finger. Or, you know... How did that guy make it up the chain so fast? He hangs down all the time. He hangs he I would love it if he hangs down. It's a power move. I mean, what if, uh, every single somebody time. like Henry Hill. Hey, who's the new guy hanging dong over there? Oh, that, that's Henry Hill. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> He's on the way up. Let me tell you. Yeah, literally went from six to midnight. Walking <laughs> <in there. laughs> I would love it. Don't if, get him excited. Uh, if every single time you saw a, a you know a prosthetic cock in a movie, it was just it all started with like the Goodfellas one. Like if they showed that and then like they used it in Boogie Nights, it's just the same cock in every movie. The same <laughs> cock, you know. <laughs> now there's a now there's a fake uh, Boogie Nights cock extended universe. It's all yeah, there. Ha- there has to be. They have to reuse those things. I would, that, that would they change. have to reuse them. You know that they do. That would change everything, guys. Everything. Okay, and, so, and you know, you know how I was saying that I wanted to do the wig, uh, the wig store as a front for uh, money laundering. That's going to be yep. organized crime. Why would you say that over the? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Now they're listening. Not, this now, is our confession. Now this it's going to. <laughs> Now it's, now it's going to be prosthetic dicks that have been used in movies. <laughs> yup. We're going to get those. We're going to just stockpile those. Huh? What's the name? Um. <laughs> we might have to talk about that one. We might have to sit on that for a week and then reveal the name. The town week. sausage cart. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like that. Starpenis.net. Starpenis.net. Yes. Just fake prosthetics of... of Dicks and movies that are not real. <laughs> we sell them to you at a fair price. Because there's already uh, movies that compile uh, full frontal nudity and stuff like that. We just we just troll those and find all the f- full frontal male nudity. And where are the props? They're not real. They're, they, they, yeah, they, they're not. Need to know where that. They're, they're not brave Nights enough. Prop dick is. Dude, you know that somebody has it at their house and it's just think, on their mantle. 
I think Marky Mark has That's where I would a, put in it. a glass display case right above his uh, you know. And then he has a the cut hell he's won. And then know. he has a cut and, and then he has a cutout silhouette just on black paper of his and it's and it's <laughs> like, it's slightly bigger. Just right just right next to it for comparison. Like yeah, yeah. My, my dick was too big to use for boogie nights, so you know we had we had to go with the fake small one. Yeah, we had to use the little tiny guy. He's yeah. like, really? That was like at least nine inches soft. It didn't fit in frame, so uh, so we had to go with the smaller one. But guys, let's be real here. He was soft in that shot, and it was still like nine inches, right? Yes, the prosthetic was soft in that shot. No, yeah, I think so, it was, yeah. yeah. All right, so back back to Goodfellas. What, is, what else do you guys want to know? <laughs> Circling back. Circling back to Goodfellas. <laughs> Circle yeah. jerking back. And, uh, and Ray Liotta's prosthetic penis, which is only, which is only visible during the diner walk-in You know, scene. he was in Wild Hogs, so after Goodfellas, uh, his career didn't uh, do too well. Oh, he's he, in, he, he played Tommy Versetti, actually, That's in right. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I forgot about that. But. Right. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Ray Liotta Tommy voiced Versetti. Tommy Versetti in Vice City. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. That's oh, probably yeah. why I love that Go movie. Go replay it so now, man. You're as gonna you're gonna yeah, replay it in a whole new light. As soon as they announced that the next one would have like actual voice acting and it was gonna be Ray Liotta, we were all like, oh shit! And then they got the whole cast of like all the mob movies, Scarface and um, nice. the guy from Godfather Two is in there. Frank Pantangeli, Frankie nice. Angels, he's in there. Frankie Angels. Um, yeah, Goodfellas and uh, and the prosthetic dick. Um, yep, so what, that's the I sequel. Mean, what what else really happened in that movie? I mean, Robert exactly. De Niro. Robert De Niro is great, I, but I mean, incredible, huh? Kind of a turncoat on uh, Pesci. Yeah, I, I wasn't oh, yeah, really sure knew. what his motive was the entire time. I know, right? Me neither. Which Wait. is which is great. That's that's a great. Well, he he had a pretty. I mean, he had a breakdown once they killed Pesci. So you think he's a turncoat because of that? But didn't he like kill Pesci? No, De Niro didn't kill Pesci. No. Didn't he help him though? No. no. So he's the whole. Scene oh, that's right. That's right. That, he, he's like he knew that they were gonna do it. And he couldn't stop him. That no, because he he was excited. He was like, "Hey, like we're gonna be working for this guy. He's gonna be a boss one day. He's getting made." He's saying that to Henry, and then Pesci goes to the ceremony and then gets capped. And then once they find out, he's in like the uh, he's in a fucking payphone booth or something. He uh he calls and then you know the guy on the phone right. is like, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, he's he's gone. He's there's gone. Nothing we can do he's about gone. it. Right. And then yeah, and then he starts beating the shit out of the uh yep. you know the phone and all that. So no, he was pretty broken up about it. They, Michael, they whacked him. Movie. They fucking whacked him. I th- I don't know why I thought that he had some kind of hand in it. No, no. Um, you're thinking, no, he, you're, that's, he wanted to kill. He wanted to kill Ray, Ray Liotta's wife and him. Yeah, that's that's, that's more accurate. Once once Leota's character became a lying piece of shit drug addict, you know, with those mob guys, that's like nope. That's when they start flipping. Lorraine Rocco walking down the street and Robert De Niro telling her, "No, no, 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 go go further." Yeah, it's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Coats are in there. Oh my god! Dark fucking alley. Yeah, I'd get out of there too. Oh my. Yep. Like I understand why people were scared of Robert De Niro back in the day. Like he, he used to be considered like a very uh I don't know what happened. I don't know if people still like if they don't, but I know that me, <laughs> part of my generation, didn't see like I saw him in, in um in me the parents, exactly. So like that had, had Fokker. Oh yeah. Like so that had a completely different weight to other people that made that movie what it was. Like his 
you know, him being Robert De Niro and then coming into like a very, uh, like yeah, a, dude, it was like the Godfather the straight, being playing the straight yeah. guy in a slapstick comedy role with Ben Stiller. Like <laughs> it was, so I mean, good. dude, comedic gold. Yeah. So one, of, one of, one of my favorite comedies of the two thousands for oh sure. Oh my God, dude. Just, if you just, go back and look at the treatment of Ben Stiller in that movie, it's I, I mean, it's absurd. <laughs> it's it's terrific. Dude, they, it, those I feel people so sorry awful. for him. How about those guys so asking him first thing? You didn't want to go for the MD? What's wrong with no, being I a nurse, about you that. fucking prick? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I thought about going for the MD, but, you know, doctors have to deal with a lot of uh, bureaucracy, and I just wanted the, the ability to... Uh, shit, I fucked it up. But <laughs> no, you, no, that's exactly yeah. what he said. And they still shout at him. Gay fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me get this straight. Your name is Gay Fucker. I like the Sorry, second, just one. The funny the second one where they have uh, Dustin Hoffman and, and um, Barbara Streisand as his parents. I think it was just perfect. Yeah. That was oh, my shit. God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Final verdict on Goodfellas before yeah. we do. Does it make uh, your starting yeah. five for Mafia basketball team? Wait, the, does Goodfellas. What, what's that, Matt? Does Goodfellas. Do you, have a, do you have a starting five for your Mafia basketball team? And starting five for my Mafia basketball team. Let and is Goodfellas what? on it? Um, or I mean, Godfather one man. and two. I mean, Sopranos is definitely one. So Sopranos, Godfather one and two. Godfather one and two are both on there, so that's three. So that's the power forward and the shooting guard, definitely. Um, well, no, no, I would say the power forward and the center are Godfather one and two. Don't ask me which one is which. Shut the fuck up. Um, no one speaking. I, I, I know. I'm. I'm. I'm aware of this. Um, He's talking to you, listeners out there. Uh. And two more. Two more. Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2. Yeah, that's Irish. I'm going to put, yeah, I'm putting Home Alone 2 on there. That's something. You're going to put Home Alone 2 on there ahead of Goodfellas. That's fine. I get it. Oh, okay. So strange, but it's fine. I get one more. I get one more spot, right? And what about that? Yes. So it's between The Departed, Irishman, and Goodfellas? The Departed. And I, I, I can't in good conscience include Departed. I feel like people will get mad at me for including Departed on a list of mob movies. Especially because um, of how bad Leo's accent was in that movie. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just unconscionable, um, keeping that movie in this great. list. He was great. Um, no, he was great, his accent. I'm biased toward him, though. I'm uh, a man crush. Man crush Monday. So, I'm going to say Irish. I'm going to say Irishman. Uh, right. Strong list. Is oh, Goodfellas coming oh, off the good bench? Fellas. Like, is yeah. it the six man? Does, right, does right. Goodfellas get the six man award? I think that's reasonable. Like, Goodfellas, Goodfellas gets the sixth man. But I have a prediction. Once a you ba- watch a very, cas- a very yeah, support Casino, dude. Once you watch Casino, Home Alone <laughs> Two is going to get bumped. You're oh, going to love, dude. Sharon Stone steals the show. Yeah, she's a real. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> I don't want to. Sharon <laughs> Stone's do- oh that's a bad one yeah, yeah that's tough Sharon Stone oh. steals the show no she is <laughs> incredible Sharon uh, Stone sometimes Pesci's great yeah. Pesci is <laughs> yeah, he's brutal Pesci was really reaching <laughs> he's brutal as fuck in that movie you'll like that one I think once you do that home movie right. off the list movie of the week week three for each of us sexy boys do we want to do that every time <laughs> Do we want to do sexual voice next week? On do we the want to switch it up with music? Do we want to switch it up and do music instead of watching yes. something? Yeah, perhaps an album or. Okay, what do you guys? What are you guys feeling? What? Um, anything but country. 
Oh, All come right. on. I got a good, come on. Give, a me, good give me something a good, else besides a good some... sports podcast for you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, are you into Giz at all? King Gizzard and the Izzard Lizard. Kind of, yeah. What's Giz? King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. The Lizard Wizard, Lizard Wizard, Izzard Wizard. Yeah, yeah they were the... supposed to be a banner this year, and I did not see them because banner was canceled. Put those guns good. away, Jordan. Put them away. Yeah. Put those firearms away, sir. Oh, my God. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, our director is walking around San Francisco with 50 caliber machine guns on both arms. Let me see those things. It's highly dangerous. Let me see them. Show, give the people what they're, wait. Not the people, just give us what we want. Nobody's going to see this. I mean, come Come on, on, people, give us what we want. (laughs) Give us what we want. Hey, come here. Hey, hey, come here. Here. hey, come here. Hey, come Give us what we want. Fuck the Lead people. Lead the weights, huh? <laughs> Think you're a wise guy, huh? Yeah. That was weird, the noise I just made. Um, Mac, ha- have you listened to much of uh, the Talking Heads? Back in the I 90s, haven't. Yeah. Give me I an love- album, I haven't. Yeah, I'll change mine from... Okay, so the albums that we have so far are Star Stuff from Chaz Bundick meets the Matson 2. Matt yep. has the album Digitonium by Turquoise. And then I am going to give the album a classic, close to many people's hearts, uh, Remain in Light by the Talking Heads. Nice. Boom. All right, cool. Cool. All right, well, uh, listen to those this week. They'll probably be less uh, time-intensive than watching the movies that we... Only eight songs on the Talking Heads one. Yeah, it's 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 pretty quick. Um, there's ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join us in our uh, exploration of education and music, movies, video games, please follow along. And any of your hot takes, please tweet at us, email us, whatever you want. Yes, the Twitter handle is at baldbeautifulus. Right. Um, it would have been baldbeautifulpod, but they have a character limit. Uh, so and US stands for untidy scrotum. Yes. Um, yep. It, 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 I can vouch for that. It very much does. Um, so yeah, uh, look for us on Spotify. Um, send the link out to some friends. Let them know what we're working with here. Um, if you have uh, any interest on in being on the show, if you are a, uh, an expert in diamonds or, <laughs> or lasers or gorillas, uh, we would we would love to have you on. If you're an expert in something else, we would also love to have you on. Uh, if we you were just, an extra in Congo, contact us. Yeah, we're I mean, I mean, we're, the love of God, contact us. We're we're gonna set our sights low, but yeah, if you if you have anything to do with the movie Congo from Key Grip, and, yeah, I mean, best that's, boy, don't care. Yeah, we'll take them. <laughs> we'll take your best boys. We will, and we will grip your keys. Trust me. Um, Rip them hard. But yeah, come on the show. Um, if you're a friend of ours and you just want to come and shoot the shit, come on the show as well. Uh, we're we're uh, more the merrier here. Uh, we'll set something up. We'll, we'll key in on what we're about to talk about for the week so that you can have some background. Um, and we'll, and we'll, <laughs> we'll all have a good time. Uh, I can't promise that we'll stick to the background that we give you. Uh, it's not going to happen. Um, it's kind of like the previews in Arrested Development for the next week's episode. It's like something you want to see, but you won't see. But the ideas are there. So just keep yeah. coming back, and we'll give them to you in a different form. Yeah, that's probably funnier when we don't call them out explicitly and, and tell people that. Um, How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? But yeah. 
Yeah, so um guys, do you have any anything you want to say at the end of this? You guys don't have Twitter accounts that you want to plug yet. Um we can... yeah. No. Yeah, nothing of any nothing of any value. We're just gonna stick to the pod. Twitter no one account. wants to read well, what I have to say. We'll get on that. <laughs> um yeah, so follow us at Bald Beautiful US on Twitter. Uh share us with your friends. Let us know if you want to come on the show. And you guys have anything you want to say? Yep. Fuck off. Okay. Have a great uh great week, everyone. Okay. And um as as my grandpa just texted me, um get a job. Stay masked and safe. <clears throat> so um so I that's that's com- it's coming from him. Um direct from him. Shout out Gramps. Chew some gum. Keep that breath. All right. All right. Keep that breath fresh. We're done recording.